0: This week, Ian and I are diving into the paradox of choice and finding out where the customer is in their mind when they come to the website. So this is an interesting podcast. I hope you enjoy it. So let's get started. Hi, Ian.
1: Hey, Mark. How are you doing?
0: I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Um, Right, today... We wanted to talk about um, the paradox of choice and especially for e-commerce sites, they've got a lot of products. Obviously, if you've got one product website, then I mean, there's not really much choice to choose from. But if you've got like 30,000 products or even 2,000 products, the the difficulty is you've got a lot of products that could fit a customer's needs um, and they uh, don't necessarily know which products are right for them. So we were talking about this the other day because we recently did a big strat project on someone selling casters. And it was basically like, you know, we've got all these casters that could do all these different users. And then the user was coming in with their job in their head that they wanted to get done. And there was no real bridge between the two. So as e-commerce shops owners, it's all about building that bridge. And we wanted to talk about, we wanted to talk about that. So do you want to launch into that a bit, Ian?
1: yeah yeah'll set, I'll, I'll set the tone because we were just chatting about this before and I thought let's let's record ourselves talking about it because it's it's absolutely hot at our top on our minds right now so essentially it's something in terms of so the first thing that you tend to do on your e-commerce site is set the job to be done you set the tone and that is the the essence of the mission of what the business stands for and you're essentially saying to people when they land on your 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 website wherever they are you're saying yes you should invest your time here you're going to find what you want and then very quickly onto that the customer then starts to try to find the product that they want and that is a very very important step obviously if you don't get that right none of the other things in our framework matter you know they're not if they can't find the product they want they don't care about anxieties they don't care about offer architecture you know they don't care about trust or credibility necessarily because they can't find that there's a bit of that at the start but then if they can't find the product they basically bounce they disappear mm-hmm. and this particular client that we were working with earlier well late it was last week actually had probably i mean i mean they they had it was it was an extreme example of this and in the most extreme example yeah, this client had. I mean, it was a probably five, six thousand products, complicated products, and the people that were coming onto the website. Interestingly, they knew what job they needed to be done, but they didn't know what product they needed to do that job. And this particular client had spent years um, getting a putting a big brochure together with thousands and thousands of products on. And essentially, they transpose that brochure onto the website. So you'd, you'd literally just go through the normal categories. You know, you'd see your specification and, you know, they're the products. So the equivalent online was a bit like it was very, very overwhelming. So what was essentially happening was the equivalent of somebody throwing a 600 page really thick book, catalogue book at you, saying, hey are, mate, choose what you want. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what the website was like. And, and where did this show itself in the KPIs? Well, it showed itself with a huge bounce rate, a bounce rate that was double what it should be. So the overall bounce rate of the site should be about what 40%. This site was was really, really high, really high. Homepage bouncing at 40% should be 25, less than 25. Product page bouncing at 75%, categories bouncing at 60%. So it's much higher so essentially, it's like, oh, God, I don't know where to start. They had great product, great offer architecture, great proposition, but people just couldn't find the product. And so, you know, this business also had a great conversion rate on the phone and a great conversion rate when they came in store. And so essentially, you know, you said, well, why, why do you have a good conversion rate in the store and on the phone? You know, what was it that you, you're doing? And they said, oh well, we asked them questions. We said, well, you know, what are you using this product for? You know, is it in a you know high temperature environment? Is it in a you know a wet environment? Is it outside? Is it in a cold environment? You know, and and then we go, oh, what you need then is these is these products here. Whereas online, they were just like, right, you know, there you go, there's there's 600 page catalogue, off you go, find out what you need. We we you know we're not gonna help you. And it was so obvious when we thought about it like that, that what they did in a bricks and mortar store is what they needed to replicate online. And that's what they were famous for. That's what they were really good at. But online, they were terrible at it. And this is where we started talking about the paradox of choice. There was just far too much choice. Like they got, you know, they got the pricing right. They got the delivery right. They got the logistics right. They got the returns policy right. What they got badly wrong was helping people find the product for that job. And, mm. and that's what today is about.
0: Yeah. It? So what, what's key here? The, the key thing to actually understand and the key thing we need to find out is that when someone comes to the website, we need to go to where they are in terms of what they know that they need and then bridge that to what we've got. So we need to effectively find what the job to be done is. So. Like, let's say we're going into a store that sells door handles. And you imagine you walk into a physical store and it's got 30,000 door handles in there, all the way from around the world. You can buy any door handles you want. Now, if you just walked around that stock room, you'd be like, oh, well, there's some silver ones and there's some big ones. And you know, that's kind of how we do normal e commerce uh, sites. But when, if someone, a good salesman person, walked up to you, they would say, oh, what are, you, what are you looking for? What, what kind of door handles are you looking for? And you'd go, Well, I've got these doors, and my house looks like this, and the look I'm going for is this. And therefore, you, they'd filter, then they go, Right, you come with me, and I'll take you to over. And it's probably based on what you said, it's these three door handles you need to choose from. So, what they've done is that good salesperson has taken them from where they know the person is, which they need some door handles, maybe for their French doors or something like that. They've told them exactly what they want. And they've taken those 30,000 products and they've reduced it down to a choice of three. So that now becomes the choice, like three or four or five products that they have to, choice from, to choose from. Because these are the ones that suited to you. Mm. And a lot of the time, what we don't miss on e-commerce, and it was the same with a safe website we we're looking at, you know, those safes for homes, mm. Mm. is that they, you would come on and you'd be like, you know, a lot of the time, this might be the first time someone's ever bought this item.
1: And They're we complete, kind of just like, go, well, here's
0: all our safes.
1: You know? Yeah. Here's all I'll say. It's, you choose one. It's so opposite and it's, to what you do if, if you were in a real store, isn't it? It's so opposite what a good salesman mm. would do, or not even a salesman. A good customer service agent would take you through yeah. a little journey. They'd engage with you. They'd find out what you were trying to use it for. You know, what's your environment like? You know, and they mm. would go, ah, right, I've got it. Yeah, I know exactly what you need. Yeah, it's, the, it's this here. These are the things you need. And then straight away, you go, oh, fantastic you know whereas yeah you, i think that's a good example about the door handles you know that was those 30,000 door handles where the hell do you start you know yeah it's a really tough it's a really tough one and, and especially so to, if you
0: can't be bothered i mean it might be the kind of purchase that you are kind of like well i can i'm going to spend 6 minutes doing this yeah. i don't want to spend the, my my entire day looking at door handles so if you can't do it in 6 minutes you're out of that you bounce yeah. don't you
1: yeah exactly and i think i think you know the, the f- helping them find the right product for them is is absolutely you know key and it's quite high up in the in the flow and if you think about all the little things like search like categories like filters on your categories like merchandising with little you know roundels on there saying you know most popular you know new in bestseller these are all little things that you can use on the website to actually help people find what they're looking for. And the particular example that we focused on with this client, they had thousands and thousands of products on for, for loads and loads of different jobs. And interesting, like, you know, a lot of the products could be used in so many different ways. The same product could be used in different ways, which meant it's all even more relevant. That we started to look at wizards, you know, product wizards and product configurators, and that's what we really focused on. You know, and, and, and how you actually you ask people, OK, you know, what it like, you know, like the safe. So what are you going to use your safe for? You know, is it to is it for fire? Is it for is it for um, uh, just, you know, valuable items? Yeah, it's valuable. And how do you want to get into your safe? Is it keypad? Is it do you want to use a key? You know, do you want to use a, a Bluetooth Oh, I want to use a keypad, and and how, do you want it on the floor? Do you want it mounted in the under the floor? Do you want it in the wardrobe? You know how big do you want it? And you basically just go these little these little wizards, and you ask them mm. these little questions, and it's such a lovely engagement device because it, it exactly replicates what you would do on the phone, or if that customer was in front of you in your shop, you had a real Brooks and Wood yeah. store, and it was just so obvious. And it
0: seems. Yeah, it it becomes obvious. And I think that, that what's not obvious, though, is sometimes the wizards is how to build them. Because it sounds, you know, you say, oh, yeah, we're great to create a wizard. But when you actually sit down and you start creating a wizard or you start creating those pathways in your site, you kind of go, well, maybe I don't know exactly what people want or where they want. So the, 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 there's a couple of techniques we use to actually start discovering that. One of them is a post-purchase survey where we ask them the job that they were they wanted to get done. So effectively, you know, if they bought a doorknob, but you would say, well, where are you going to put these doorknobs? What are you going to use these for? Is this part of a build? You know, is this part of something? And then we look at those answers and we go, well, 80% of these answers that we're getting actually fit into three use cases, three jobs that people want to get done. Okay, we might have, you know, that might cover 80%, and there's 20% of people that always come on on site and do crazy things with the doorknobs. Some people want to stick it on a tree or whatever. You know, you're never going to be able to kind of create a job for those, but for 80% of the traffic, you can probably fit them into three or four different use cases. And so once you've got those, then you can obviously refine them down. The other way we use to look at it is is, um, what we call the tip of the iceberg technique. So we'd look in Google Analytics to how um, a small proportion of the traffic is is actually refining their search down, despite how difficult that is to do. So we we look to see, what people are doing, what people are some some people will put a lot of products in the basket and then they will refine it down. Or some people will start using some of the filters on the categories to refine the products down. And what you'll find is that the people want to shop in a certain way, and there'll be a small tip of the iceberg that will be that will be visible that you can use that will say, well, if I made that easier for a lot of people to shop that way, I'd get a lot more sales because, therefore, everybody wants. You know, I'm going, I'm, I'm creating the path that everybody actually wants. Yeah. It's a little bit like upsells. You know, if you see that, you know, maybe ten percent of the people are buying two products together, but actually on the website that's very difficult to do. If you make it easier for those people to buy those products together, you'll get a lot more people buying those products together. For example, mm-hmm. you might have had an Instagram advert with those two products next to each other and everybody wants those two products. But when you come to the website, it's like, Well, I can't find, find that on the bloody dress that yeah.
1: is in that. I I also, I also so, think you've I also think you gotta look at what uh, how people shop, you know, category by category. So for example, if you're selling if you're selling um, you know, jacket, men's jackets. You know, you know that people shop by color first, and then they shop by style. You know, slim fit, regular fit, you know, classic fit. Mm-hmm. So that's and their size. That's... Yeah, and and their size next. Yeah, so you're absolutely right. It goes like that. It's 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 color, it's style, it's mm-hmm. size, and so mm-hmm. that's what your filters on the left hand side of your category product listing pages should be. They should be in that order, and they should be open those filters should mm. be open and maybe some of the more obscure ones that only one or two people shop by like, you know, sleeve length or, you know, cuff size Material. or whatever. Yeah. You know, mm. they go, they, they are, they are closed, but the, the most important ones, and it might be on a different category, you know, maybe it's, um, you know, maybe it's shirts. If you were selling men's shirts, if you were selling men's tailing, you know, the men's shirts would would mm. shop actually probably in the same <laughs> In the same way, it would be it would be color and then style and then again Mm -hmm. neck size. But you cut, you know, your color size would be different. But uh, you know, you so you you've got to think about how people shop. You go, well, how what is the first decision people make? So if I'm you know if I'm selling if it was a television TVs, well the first decision people would make would be probably size of screen. You know, that's Mm -hmm. the first. I want to see all fifty inch TVs, and then you start to then make your decision you go you go down from there yeah but don't mm. have them we did a split test didn't we where we put all the filters open on the left and then all yeah. of them closed um, and then some of them open and some of them closed and over when we closed them all it was it was terrible wasn't it, it absolutely killed conversion mm. rate when we were open so the default was when they were all open that's what they were we wanted to test well what happens if we close some? and open some or if they were all closed so the default was that they were all open so one split test was that one split test was um all closed and one was all open and it was so obvious that the ones that some of them were open and some of them were closed worked far far better than all of them closed all of them closed was a disaster wasn't it Mm. awful so but then making sure, but, it, but the, what, some of them open and some of them closed worked a lot better than having them all open. So essentially, yeah. you put the most important ones that you know people shop by first, you put those at the top open and then you'd have the other ones mm. underneath uh, closed. I think,
0: I mean, it, it, this sounds very simple, but actually it's very, very powerful. in in that if you can work out how the majority of people on your store want to shop because of where they are in their minds when they rock up to the website, you will massively increase the conversion rate on your store. So Mm -hmm. anything you can do to uncover where they are when they hit your store will massively increase, you know, the likelihood of their buying. So if you start understanding, like for example, that everybody coming to your site is going on a cruise, obviously not at the moment, no one can go on a cruise, but let's say they were, um, then you know you start putting things in place in it right in front of their path, that means they can choose cruise clothing very easily. Or if you have you know three different types of biotypes, you say, Well, are you one of these? Are you A, B, or C? And you go, Well, I'm I am, I'm, I'm B. Thank, thank you very much. I click on B, right, I'm into my journey. If you've made it very, very intuitive for them and it's it's very essentially people like apple spent millions on these kind of things don't
1: they well you you yeah yeah apple's a classic one what you're essentially saying here is it's you have to understand the job to be done by the consumer you know they are not buying the product because of the product no no matter what the thing is they're buying it for some other job you know if it's a vase they're not buying a vase they're buying a vase to make their hallway look awesome you know they they're not buying a, a, a you know a jacket and a suit they're buying a jacket and a suit because they want to look amazing at the job interview or at the wedding mm-hmm. there's always a job there's always a reason to have that and that's what apple does you know they they, they, they don't say you know that the web the battery capacity is you know x x thousand you know whatever the hell a, a battery capacity you know digit is they say it lasts 20 hours so you can watch 20 hours worth of video without stopping so they understand the mm-hmm. job to be done. They're, all, they're always doing it that way. And so if you just got to really get in, if you really understand that and, and just also remember, and I know this sounds really stupid, but, you know, we talk about traffic and sessions and thousands of, ses- thousands of people, thousands of traffic coming to the website. Just remember, these are all individual human beings that all come with a slightly different job to be done. You know, getting, understanding that this is a real human being coming into your physical shop and thinking, well, where, What? What? how are they feeling? Why are they here? What I think a good example,
0: a good example was there was, um, I can't remember who it was now, but a while back, there was a lady selling dresses, lots of different dresses, or oh, I think it was maybe even a guy, actually, a couple, actually. So they were selling dresses. And they um, did this work, and they found out that people were either buying dresses to go out and party, dresses for a day out, or dresses for a big occasion. So on the homepage, that's what they started with. They said party dresses, um, dresses for a big occasion, and uh, dresses for a day out. And that massively increased the amount of sales they did on the website because everybody fit into usually one of those three areas. And then they got straight into it rather than kind of going into – dresses and blue dresses and brown dresses and all that kind of stuff they were actually going well I'm buying this for a party so therefore I'm now confident that these dresses you are you're yeah. showing me would be relevant for a party yeah. whereas before they had a sort of dress and they have to go
1: well that is that could what, it can be I wear that as a party So just by telling that what just people, by wear? Telling people mm. that this is a great dress for a party makes people obviously believe job. that it is yeah, yeah. so you saying yeah. you find that out by asking the question at the end why did you buy? Yes. Yeah, so you use
0: your existing using. I mean, you use your existing customers to just poll them just after they bought and kind of ask them what the job to be done was. You know, what are yeah. you buying this for? Because yeah. then then you, you know that they bought something, but we don't know why they bought it. You know, we, they, they bought that blue dress. but What are they going to use it for? And that's really important for us to know, because if we suddenly get a lot of people in a week buying um, a dress for a party, then we can go, well, now it would be a good idea to do yeah. a party email go out saying, here's I our think, party justice, because I think we're, we're now
1: getting a lot of that. I think it makes it it's so important, this. And I think this is part, one of the missing pieces of the jigsaw, actually, is, I mean, a lot of people struggle with categorization. How do I, what, what's my flow behind, what's my categories look like? And actually, people just plot the subcategories and categories up there and without much thought, actually. And they just well, everybody kind of copies
0: is, everybody else, don't they? Yeah, they go, oh, he's oh,
1: we'll doing we'll that. Have, yeah, yeah, well, have, you, know, you know, whatever basic. But actually, it's so, so important to make it right. And I remember there, there was a guy who was chatting on the Facebook group this week, and he's talking about, um, and he's selling like um, like endurance-type products. Like when, you, you know, you get, you sort of sit in, um, you know, if you go, you know, if you're out, you know, camping out for a week, a month at a time, and it's that like, you know how do what, what what should I do? And actually, if you understood what people were using the products for, because it, his categories are very basic. They're like, you know, do you want you know food? Do you want you know tents? Do you want equipment? It's like, well, actually, if you took people through a little engagement device and saying understanding what they were using it for, he'd be able to accurately or, or it, it's a perception. Actually, you know what? Mm. It is a perception. It's the perception that they understand the job to be done better than anyone else. So it, mm. it takes it away from being, here's a product, do you want it? You know, here's a, here's yeah. a, a caster wheel, do you want it? It's like, no, 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 right, this is the job to be done. You take them through that flow. And, that, and it's such an important part of the whole customer journey. It's really important. Mm. It's never really been discussed, has it?
0: Yeah. And I think, I think that's, that's the key thing is, is, is really, I mean, people say have customer centric b- businesses and do all this kind of stuff, but actually they don't really do it. Yeah. And and, and it, it is actually kind of understanding what are you here for? Why are you there? What are you doing? And, and like just a couple more points was, was one was the, was the buying window, which you talked about before yeah. we started talking. Yeah. Was that yeah. let's say you've got a purchase that people actually have to take a little bit more time over maybe it's done over maybe even a couple of months, maybe you're doing your bathroom. And let's say they've started this flow. Um, what you don't wanna do is make them go back to the beginning when they come back to the website. So they, they, you don't wanna to have to go, oh, what, 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 uh, what bathroom for... are you doing? What kind of, the... yeah. you wanna actually kind of let them come back to the website with, and uh, pick up from where they left off. And you so say, last time you were here, you were looking at these products, yeah. and these were the filters you used. And you
1: know, this is what, you know, this is where you were. So work. a very, very so simple you... example of that is you put recently viewed products on the homepage. And you and you'd and you'd put the recently viewed categories on the homepage and that, yes, it should remember your filters. Do you know and do you know what that is just absolute basically doing? It's a very good salesman in a shop who says, hi, Dave, how you doing? Yeah, right. These are the samples you were looking at last time. Yeah, I know exactly what you do. Yeah. let's Yeah. Let's pick up where we left off.
0: And they go, actually, since you've been in last time, there's been actually been a price drop on that. So if you were looking at, so you probably should have a look at that first because that's going to be on sale this week. So if you did want to buy that, that's now is a good time to buy it. So that's what a good salesperson would do. Yeah. And the other thing to understand is, again, there's no one size fits all. So if you know the flow and you know what people are getting the job to be done by, there might be you know, you you might like most people might buy one item for that. So let's say you're selling dresses, for example, if they're buying a big occasion dress. Now, often they're going to buy just one dress. It's very unlikely they're going to buy two dresses for that. So therefore, you know, the, the chances of you upselling people and doing related products, it's just a way that's a waste of time. But there might be certain products that they might buy with that dress that could be like a sweetie page or something like that. But sometimes you might find that, uh, let's say it was, a, it was a children's clothing website i was actually looking at yesterday and um it's one of the ones you've got to do by the way in uh soon um so you should pay attention Good. so yeah. it was basically you could see that a lot of people were buying something with like a frog a frog print on it with a with a, a orangutan print as another product those two products were being bought together but on that website they only ever bought one product like it was like the average quantity was like 1.04 but there was some evidence that people would buy those two prints. If they bought some dungarees, they'd buy those dung- the dungarees in both prints. But when you go to the website, very difficult to do that because they weren't upselled. And what was happening is you buy the the uh, orangutan dungarees and then you go to the page and it's upselling you four or five or even six or seven different products. And yet we know that if people are going to buy something, they tend to only buy one other item and it tends to be those specific dungarees with the other print on it and so therefore we should only be selling that one product upselling that product to say look people who buy these orangutan dungarees tend to also buy this other product this and this single product not saying they tend to buy these other products yeah
1: you say you go with the flow of the river don't you you know You because the job to be
0: done want. is they want some dungarees, and the, the chances are once the job's to be done is they could be maybe be uh, persuaded to get a couple of pairs of dungarees, but they don't want socks, they don't want a, a top, they don't want baby Muslim. You know, they're, they're, it's it's very specific to the job mm. that that person wants, and yeah. we can't fight against that. We can't mm. because even if we you know, discount and try and push it and force it, we are swimming against the river. And well, that's not what we want to do.
1: I think that's the most important thing about conversion rate optimization is you can't convince somebody, somebody to buy something if they don't want to buy it. You just have to mm. make it easier for people to do what they want to do. And that's where I mm. think, you know, that's, the, it, that's why conversion rate optimization is lots of little, tiny, subtle things that all come together to actually just make something slightly easier. But I think fun, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, I think with that example, we started out, I mean, that's, sorry, the dog's barking outside. Can you hear her?
0: Very, very,
1: very faintly. Small. small. Okay. That's yeah, good. Right. She is small. She's a little cockapoo. But yeah, the the, the the client we talked about before, it's like, it was a massive one because the whole thing is that every single customer comes to that website, knowing what job they need to do, but not having a damn clue how to do it, and what products they need, mm. and, it's a and also on impact. that website, on that
0: website, a lot of people were from coming from Google shopping, landing on one of the products, and that product you couldn't configure.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. you
0: couldn't actually. It's that's all it's actually. Then,
1: so, I mean, we've talked about yeah. this for years, haven't we? You know, the fact that the mm. product pages are now the landing pages, and actually, just to repeat that again, I mean, Mark and I would probably, we, you know, we, we've said this so many times earlier on in our early podcasts. But the product page is now the landing page, whereas five, six, seven years ago, everybody used to come in from the home page, then get to the category and then get to the product listing page and then the product page. By the time they got to the product page, they were really warmed up. They knew who you were. They knew where they were in the website. So they, it wasn't and a they dead end page. They filtered They filtered. filtered so they knew, yeah, they was, mm. exactly. Now, the problem now is that people are going straight to the product pages because all of the new advertising methodologies that have really, really grown in the last five years, namely Google Shopping or Facebook products ads, which I include Instagram in that, are all taking people to the product page because they're product ads. And mm. that is the, the, big, the big difference. So and the also pages are the what's interesting... Pages.
0: What's interesting about that is, if you think about it, it, often in the search query that's brought them there on Google, it doesn't give them enough Im- information to actually, for that product to be what they want. So, for example, take the doorknobs example. Mm. People will be searching for brass doorknobs, and then they land yeah. and they see a brass doorknob that kind of looks the right, and they land on the... Um, and land on the page now what are the chances are that that brass doorknobs is exactly the right dimensions yeah. because and exactly this, the right fitting
1: yeah, for their door this, client, this client's probably got legitimately over 400 brass doorknobs different types of brass mm. knobs. google isn't going to know which one they want so they're going to land on no. a random brass doorknob one of the 400 if you've got all 400 in your shopping feed which this particular mm. client did have so therefore the first thing that you've got to get right is that product page cannot and must not be a dead-end page because if it is a dead-end page, like it was with this particular client, the bounce rate of Google Shopping on that product page is going to be over 80%. 85% plus, yeah. 85%. Mm. And that is the first thing you've got to get right. And that's Mm. where you have to take them into a engagement. You've got a merchant on that product page. It's got to be better. It cannot be, here's a product, do you want it? Not, not you know. You say not right
0: for you. See other, see other brass
1: doorknobs, or see other doorknobs that
0: open this way, or see other round brass doorknobs, and so that then you get them into the wizard, then you get them into the flow, and you just go, oh, can I just ask you a couple of questions about your brass doorknobs, and I can get you down, you know, like get you down to the three that's actually relevant for you. It's very similar to GSF car parts. Like people come to the website, they they type in VW Volkswagen brake pad, and obviously we have to show them a product. But then we don't know if that's the specific Volkswagen that's going to fit their car so then we have to ask them for their mm. um, registration number or their mm. car model and we go well that part's not right for you but this one is so we've done the filter we've kind of gone yeah. to where they're at they come we know they want a, a brake pad um, but we've gone to where they are in their head and say yeah. well actually what car have you got okay and I've got this car. okay brilliant is, so this actually,
1: is why what... by asking them what the car is we're essentially asking them the, this, the equivalent of what's the what job, the job is. Yeah,
0: What's the job? Yeah.
1: Oh, I need brake pads for Audi A3. You know, mm. This is, this is the, my exact model. So is it like when they out, come like, into they want... the
0: store, we know vaguely what they want because we know they want a brake pad because they're on the brake pad page. So we know they've got the job is in that area, but we, we then need to kind of go, well, actually to give you the products you actually want, we need to ask you these questions to refine it. Yeah. And... And, and, and those, that's a very, I mean, yeah, it's you know, make, very actually, got a
1: very obvious GSF card parts. Oh, it is actually. But then, you know, by taking through that, you then have a lot more convincibility that this actually is going to do the job that you need because you've actually mm-hmm. taken through that little mm-hmm. engagement way. And that's what we say all along. We say that if you're selling a problem solving rational purchase, it's all about convincibility that this product is going to do that job that you need. Mm-hmm. And if you're selling, um, you know, lifestyle, you know, more of emotional products it's all about desirability and making sure that the desirability is there and it's it, it always falls very neatly doesn't it? it tends to into those two camps and you yeah. know and that and that's a different flow we, we've talked mainly today about convincing you know the sort of problem solving rational purchases but i think the journey is still very very relevant if you're selling desirable products like homeware or you know fashion you yeah, know, it's still mm. understanding the job. Well, it's all about the job to be done, isn't it?
0: Yeah. all Yeah, of it is. It is. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Ian. I'm going to have to shoot off to a conference and um, get started with that. But I think we've covered the main thing. I think just I can't stress enough. Find out where the customer is in their head when they come to the website and what they're trying to do and then help them to do it. And you'll find that there's similarities across those, those products. And 80% of your visitors will probably fit in like two or three or four buckets of things they want to do. And those are what we've got to find out because that is where the gold is. You know, simple as that, simple as that. Okay, thank you very much guys. Speak to you next week.